Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is about progress. You are listening to episode 203, Why Am I So Exhausted? And What Can I Do About It? With Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Hey, I'm so happy to be here today with you, and I hope you've been having a great week. Today, I'm going to talk to you about exhaustion. You know, if you listened to the podcast during our month on habits, that was back in March, then you know I've struggled my entire life with my night owl tendencies. And I am still a work in progress with uh, rehauling my sleep habits. I've seen a ton of improvement, but I've learned I still feel exhausted a ton. There are other ways to feel tired. Science shows that your body might feel physically exhausted when it really can be because of other factors that have to do with things besides sleep. Examples, if you are a working mom, you might be mentally exhausted. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you could be socially exhausted. Those are just two examples. So how do we fix it when our exhaustion is coming from things other than just sleep? That is what my guest, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, is here to talk about today in her practice as an internal medicine physician. She had years of clients showing up saying they're exhausted, 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 only to have the physical side of things check out for them fine. So in her research, her own experimentation on herself and with her clients, she's learned that there are actually seven types of rest that help re-energize what we're missing out on. In her book, Sacred Rest, she fleshes this out even more, so I've linked to it as well as her free online test that will help you figure out which areas of life you need more restoration in so you can feel more fully yourself than you have in some time. I know that most of you out there are just tired of feeling tired, and we both hope that this episode helps you figure out what ways you can re-energize yourself so that's not as common of an issue for you. Yes, I'm an internal medicine physician, uh, board certified in practice for the past 20 years. I live in the Southeast near Birmingham, Alabama, two boys married for 19 years. And in the past nine years, I've been writing. Uh, So I have three books out, my latest of which is Sacred Rest. Yes. Okay. Well, that's actually what you are here to talk about this idea of rest a lot. I actually, let's just take that back. Let's say all of my audience. Um, are made up of exhausted people. Like everyone is just exhausted. And of course, sleep can be an easy answer and very necessary. Like we all need more sleep. Uh, but let's talk about this idea first, exhaustion. Why are we all so tired? Well, I think for many of us, we get into this habit of thinking that, well, if I'm tired, I must just need more sleep. Mm-hmm. So the thought process is, okay, if I get 
if I'm only getting six, if I can just get those eight to nine that they say I need, then my fatigue will go away. And, you know, I know that's what I thought at initially when I started having the same complaint. I'm tired all the time. I'm always exhausted. I don't have the energy to do the things I want to do. And so when I personally started trying to do that, to get those eight hours and really focus in on getting enough sleep, and I still was waking up tired all the time, that's what really it, it dawned on me that there's something more than just sleep deprivation because I'm getting more than enough adequate sleep. Why am I still tired? Yeah. And I started looking at what some of the other things were that were draining me, that were really causing me to feel more tired. Okay. So we're just looking at this almost like a bucket of energy that we have to go throughout our days and more than just sleep deprivation, there are other things that are draining that bucket of energy. And if we look to those things, uh, how does this work? Like beyond just sleep, which of course we are encouraging people. Yeah. Work on your sleep. Um, but what are other ways that we can work on what's happening to this bucket of energy here? Well, that's exactly right. You know, everything we do requires energy. And so depending on your lifestyle and the, your career and your family makeup, you're pouring out of different areas of your life. Some are pouring out more mentally. Some are pouring out more physically. Some are pouring out more in their creative areas. So depending on how your day is set up, you may be someone who is pouring out a lot in the social and emotional parts of, of your bucket because you are a teacher or a counselor or someone who's having to deal face-to-face -face customer service, face-to-face -to -face with people. So if you're pouring out in that area, then just trying to fix it by getting more sleep which is primarily refilling the physical bucket, then you're not refilling that emotional social bucket. It's still mm -hmm. empty. And, and you're still going to sense that emptiness and that's going to manifest into a feeling of lacking something, a feeling exhausted, a feeling as if you're at the end of that, of that amount of energy that you need to do that job well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is where I get a little overwhelmed because I think, well, what if I'm lacking in everything or how can I keep all these different ways of re-energizing myself and resting up enough to fill the bucket and keep it balanced and, you know, all of those excuses. So tell me what you would say to someone who has that reaction. I would tell them to forget balance altogether. I think yes. that whole concept of balance <laughs> is making most of us completely crazy because, you know, if you really think about it, to balance something, you have it on two different sides of the scale. And so work-life balance, do I really want my work and my activities to be on, an, on opposite ends of my life and the people I love? What we really want is more work-life integration or what I like to call work-life harmony, where they are actually merged in such a way that it creates something that's beautiful, something that's worth partaking of, which is what life should be. Okay. And so to do that, you first have to start taking a hard look at where you're pouring out. What is it that you're using every day? And when you start looking at the places that you're pouring out, then take a realistic look. Do I do anything to restore that area? Because rest at its core should be restorative. And if, you know, most of us, when we say we're resting, I'm going to rest on the weekend. What we really mean is we're going to lounge around and flick around on Netflix or something for a while. And then we're going to say we rested, but what got restored? Hmm. You know, 
you're sitting, if you're just having moments of cessation and lack of purpose, purposeful activity, that's not rest. Mm-hmm. It's not the rest in the way that you need it. It's not what's lacking for you. Right, because that purposeless activity of ceasing for the sake of stopping something, nothing gets restored in that. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it on purpose, then let's say if you're even this, like, that whole Netflix, if you're taking that Netflix moment to sit down with um, Renee's Brown, uh, Dare to Be Courageous or whatever her documentary yeah. does, uh-huh, and watch you're that. actually getting fed and you're yeah. learning how to drop shame and how to be authentic, then you're pouring back into that emotional and social bucket because you're learning some skills that'll help you deal with people. However, if you're sitting there and you're just kind of going through a binge fest of some great show, it was entertaining, but did it restore you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, your senses, did it restore that, your creativity, your Mm -hmm. relationships, was anything restored in that process? Okay. The one that really stood out to me, and you know, I watched your TED talk and I've listened to several other podcasts you've been on too. It's the creativity piece. A lot of my uh, listeners are stay-at-home moms, um, young moms, or maybe they have some part-time work on the side. Um, And I was just trying to imagine for them, what could be some general areas that they tend to be lacking the most rest in? Oh, I love that question because I actually talk about a stay-at-home mom in the book because she, I'll give you the example. She came in with her, her three littles and she had, they were all under the age of five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the five and the like three-year-old were like everywhere in the office. Yes. <laughs> it was a playground for a moment. So they were, <laughs> and then she had her ba- the baby in her arms mm-hmm. and we were having this conversation about, you know, where is it you feel like you're being drained? And she's like, I just don't know. Well, the the decibel sound in that room was like through the roof. So obviously (laughs) her senses were being overwhelmed, even if she didn't really recognize it. Just Mm. the, you know, kids have fun. So they're laughing and giggling and they were, they were all girls. So it was like (laughs) high pitched, you know. I grew up in a family of five girls. So I'm just like, yes. High pitched, happy laugh. So, so all of that was ongoing. And then she made a statement that, you know, her husband, I love it when they say this, my husband says, I need to tell you that I'm not, <laughs> my libido's down and something's wrong with me. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm depressed. Yeah. And, you know, when we started talking, um, really what it came down to, she was sensory overloader in every way possible. It wasn't just the, the, the vocal part that I was hearing. Yeah. You can, if you think about it, she has people touching her all day long. So from the baby to the little ones, to hugging, to picking up, she constantly was touching and being touched. And so when her husband came home, whether he was trying to just give a hug or a peck, it was still more touch. And she was maxed out with touch by that time. Mm -hmm. Just kind of bringing an awareness to that, to both of them, and coming up with a strategy that worked for their situation so that she had some time between when she was dealing with the kids and all of that to when he was wanting to be more intimate so that there was a transition so that she could actually kind of restore herself, kind of reclaim her body uh, and her senses to be receptive to, to bigger hands touching her at that point. <laughs> yeah. So that sensory overload piece, I think I'll, you know, all women are going to be nodding their heads to that if they have children in any capacity, whether they're young or even grown up, you know, that sensory overload is a huge piece. I find for me, one of the ways I restore my energy is just quiet. 
even more than, you know, sleeping, which I definitely need and love, but it's more just that quiet piece you, you, you talked about. That's a good way to restore the energy there. Absolutely. And that's actually what this couple did. They, they created, um, they created a mommy kind of does her, the daytime stay at home mom stuff, but nighttime was daddy's transition time because he didn't really have a chance to be with the kid. Obviously, you know, she's not there during the daytime. So in their particular household, the evening was daddy's bedtime routine. Mm -hmm. So he had a full routine he did with the, or developed that he did with the three girls so that she would have 20 minutes or 30 minutes, however the time frame was they came up with, where she could sit in her room in silence, close her eyes, lay on the bed, take a bath, go to the bathroom without somebody bothering her. You know, yeah. whatever she needed to do, she could do that to kind of reclaim herself mm -hmm. and reclaim her body and get her, her sensuality back, <laughs> you know, to yeah. kind of her head space and her heart in, a, in that transition phase of, of getting where she was receptive. And, and a lot of, a big part of that for her was spending some time just in silence. Yeah. It's so key. I love what you just said. Reclaim yourself. I, I speak mainly about self-development, you know, for people who need to do it in practical ways. How does that play into like, what kind of rest would that look like to develop yourself? And how does that actually bring you energy instead of deplete it? Because when I'm talking to women, they're like, I don't have time to work on a goal. I don't, I don't have energy for it. And yet I have found it's energy giving. So maybe you can help me understand how that works. Like what is the math there? Well, what I tend to have people start with, and I don't know if I actually gave all seven types of rest, but what I usually have people start with is identifying the type of rest that they are most deficient in. Okay. And so just so that I don't know if I actually went over all seven, but just so that we have them all out there, um, it's physical, mental, and spiritual. Those are the three that everybody's aware of. Mm -hmm. And then we have the emotional, sensory, social, and creative. And mm -hmm. so those four are a, are a lot harder for some people to get a grasp of because they've never thought about it. Yeah. You know, they've never thought about the rest that comes in speaking about creative rest, the rest that comes when you allow yourself to be awestruck, to have your, your inspiration kind of um, awakened by beauty and change and different things around you. Well, part of dreaming looks like that. And so people who tell me they can't dream or they can't do long-term goals is because they are also not doing any kind of creative rest. So their creative and innovative ability is zapped out and they need to really look at how can I reawaken that inside of me? Mm -hmm. And so creative rest is very basic for a lot of people. Many people experience it and don't know what to call it, but they, they know that if they go to the beach or they go to like the lake or they go in the mountains or they go in a, in a um, garden even, that all of a sudden they just feel better around these things. And they can't mm. explain it, but they just like, I don't know, when I get at the beach, I just feel better. It's like well, a you know, spark. Yeah. And that's the thing. Creative rest is, a, is about allowing yourself to appreciate beauty in whatever form. So that's natural forms when you're looking at it with the beach and mountains and all of that. But for many people, they get the very same response when they're looking at man-made beauty. So mm -hmm. it, if someone can get the same effect from beautiful art that speaks to them, that they mm -hmm. look at maybe something abstract and it's like awaken something inside of them. And the thing about creative press, it is not one of those concrete sciences. Mm 
although science is trying to make it as such because you know we have people who are doing MRIs of the brain after someone looks at bodies of water and you know the science is showing that yes we have chemicals to release our happy our happy hormones are released in some people when they look at these things but the reality is it's, you're not going to have an MRI every time you look at something to know if it sparks yeah. that inside of you. Uh -huh. You just know. You know when something awake is awaking something in you. Um, music does it for some. Symphony, opera. I mean, it has. It's as individual as the person. But if you get to the point where you feel like it's hard for you to dream, it's hard for you to envision something, it's hard for you to be creative and innovative. Take a look at what type of beauty you are allowing yourself to experience and then expand your, your awareness of that. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily having to go, you know, I'm gonna go now to the museum and sit and look at art. No, expand your awareness of what beauty is around you. Because yeah. oftentimes there's enough beauty in your environment, you're just rushing past it, so you're not allowing yourself to receive from it. That makes sense. It's, and, and it's more doable that way, because I think a lot of people, when they hear, well, you need to, you know, get more creative, they're thinking about the work that entails and the time it entails. And you're just talking about awareness and using what's already around you and at your fingertips. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, so for, for someone, just a really basic idea. For me, I love fresh flowers. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and fresh flowers, uh, I mean, and it doesn't even have to be fancy flowers. We're not talking about roses yeah. and irises and all these things. I mean, carnations get me excited. Any kind of fresh flowers, yeah. because what I do is I'm constantly looking at how they're changing. Mm -hmm. And that process of looking at how they're changing helps me to then be able to, to, to kind of expand my thinking because then I start thinking about how everything in life changes and it kind of takes me along this journey that I wouldn't otherwise be thinking about except for allowing it to speak to me something that is outside of where I was going to go. Yeah. That's where dreams come from. When we allow something to speak to us and to bring us to something that we otherwise wouldn't have gotten to. So how is that energizing? You know, what's on the other side then of, looking for the things that are missing and filling them in the ways that are at our fingertips, or maybe they're not, maybe we need to push ourselves a little and change a little. And that's our theme this month actually is changing. Um, how will they still feel more energized, even if they're not getting more sleep? Because you're allowing, you're, you're restoring that particular area. So the energy comes from the restoration of those particular areas. If that's an area, you're de if you're deficient in, you know, someone's not deficient in creative rest, then it wouldn't restore them. Just as mm. sleep wouldn't restore them if they're not deficient in more of a physical rest realm. 
Okay. Um, so the one thing that many of my patients find very helpful is I have a quiz at restquiz.com. So I have them start there and to determine, first off, which of the seven am I most deficient in? Because getting rest, getting the wrong type of rest still doesn't feel like rest mm-hmm. because it's not the area of your deficiency. When you're tired, really what you're, the area that's making you tired is the area of your greatest deficiency. Mm-hmm. When you fix that, then the other things just, you're already getting rest in those areas, whether you call it that or not. You're, on, you're automatically doing some of these things just because you've, it's learned behavior. Okay. But when you're pulling from an area that you don't recognize that you, you're draining, that keeps it at a level of, of depletion that, mm. you know, at that point becomes toxic. Okay. So that was restquiz.com, right? Yes. Okay. We'll link to that in our show notes. Can you do two at once? You know, I'm just thinking about how some, when I, when I see things that inspire me or they make me think deeper, just like you were talking about with flowers, it also fulfills the spiritual side to me too. I, I feel like, and you can do the same maybe with social and creative. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Yes. Right. They can definitely be done together. I know one that a lot of people find helpful. Um, but some people call it meditative walks. Some people call it prayer walks and you call it, yeah. what you want. but you're getting some physical rest in that, you know, with, with physical rest, you have both active and passive. So passive oh. things like sleeping and napping where they're more, you know, not, you're not doing anything. You're, they're just allowing your body to get to a quiet state. But uh-huh. then active physical rest are things like yoga and massage and you know, um, walking, that is not exercise walking, but more walking to help with circulation and lymphatic flow. So that's That's fascinating, comfortable walking, because what happens then is your circulation goes up, but not at a stress level where your cortisol goes up Uh and your your lymphatics start moving because your muscles are contracting. So you get better circulation, which is moving around every, the blood that you need to actually restore your muscles and your joints and and start making things heal and feel better. Um, so for many people, they combine the two without even thinking about it, going for a walk in the park. You're getting some creative if you're listening to the birds and not, you know, not listening to your iPod or whatever, yeah. your iPhone, you're listening to nature and, and looking at things as you're walking by and you're allowing your head oftentimes to go to a quiet spot. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're practicing kind of kicking out the mind chatter, because uh, some people just fill in their mind chatter the whole time. Yes. So you can allow that to kind of kick out the mind chatter or you can deal with it. But, um, or, and, and on top of that, some people pray or meditate. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to kick out the mind chatter, they redirect the mind chatter to a positive focus. Brilliant. So that's the kind of some of the spiritual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Because the, the mind automatically wants to go down a negative path. It's easier for it to go down the negative because the negative is easier to believe. Yeah. So totally automatically, is. it's going to want to go down that path. So to get it kind of more on a positive note, you have to train it. And there is work associated to that. But that is restorative because it's spiritually restorative because it makes you start feeling better about who you are. You start, ex- you start feeling like you belong, like you're accepted, like you're loved, like you're treasured. And so the more you can kind of um, build yourself up with, affirmations and positive talk although it sounds like work because because it's laying building blocks that make you stronger it is a restorative process yes yeah a lot of these things I'm seeing it's pushing ourselves outside where we are currently comfortable 
but might not be necessarily serving us. So it will take a little more effort to rest in these ways that we are depleted so that we, in the end, have way more to give. And I wanted to know for you, how has this uh, translated in your own life? Because, I mean, you are a working mom of two. You, <laughs> I just can't even imagine how, how much is on your plate. So how has this uh, played out for you? It saved my life, to be honest with you. I, I wow. opened up the book with, um, with my very real situation <laughs> of being on the foyer right outside the door where I'm at right now, being yeah. on the floor laid out with my kids in front of the TV. And I'm laying on the floor and I'm like, if this is all there is to life, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I've spent my entire career um, working toward a level of success. And I was in a level of success that most people looking at my life would have envied, but I had a life that looked excellent on the outside that felt horrible to live on the inside. And I find that that's, a, that's the story of a lot of women who look very successful, but they're miserable. Mm-hmm. And so who wants to get to a, the end of their working and their degrees and all of the stuff and energy you put into having a career and have it look good and not feel good? Mm-hmm. So that's what rest does. Rest actually, that's the subtitle of the book, Recover Your Life. I felt like it helped me recover huh. my life, renew my energy and restore my sanity. <laughs> that's yeah. where the subtitle came from because I felt like that is what it did for me. My life was in a state of, of, of shock. You know, it was, it was flatlining, so to speak. And I needed that to get, to get back on track. Well, and it also helps, you know, um, I had a guest on earlier this year when we were talking about how to choose the life you already have. And I think this is a huge part how, you know, this, it's not, maybe for you, it wasn't right to quit your career and um, abandon all the work you've done at that point. And for many women too, it's not, they, they don't want to, you know, quit being a stay-at-home mom or their career, and they don't want to change things, but they want to change how they're showing up to their lives. So let's think about how you're teaching us, Dr. Sandra where are you depleted? How can you refill where you need to so that you can show up to the life you have right now and recover your life? I love that phrase so much. Yeah. And that's, that's, that really was my own personal journey was getting back to that. And it was step by step because, you know, honestly, I had gotten to a level of depletion where I, I was low on every single, all seven, you know, and I have so many women who take the quiz and they'll, they'll write me back, like, I'm, you know, you'll get your quiz results, and they'll email me back, like, right there on the spot, and they'll say, help, you know, I, yes. <laughs> I, I am, like, high on all seven, where, where do I even begin? There is always one that is higher than the others. Okay. And, or, or that are, sometimes there's two, but there's usually one or two that are higher than the others, and I always say, start with that, that one or two. Because that way you start getting some, some idea about, okay, what, do I, what steps do I need to take to restore myself in this area? And for me, it was the biggest one, which surprising because I'm with people all day as a physician, was social rest. I say it, it, was, a, it was surprising to me because, you know, social rest is, is a bit of a tricky concept because it doesn't mean just getting away from people. Because that's more kind of at the sensory, kind of getting alone and silent. Got Social it. rest is the rest we get around positive people, life givers. Because most of the people we're around, our kids and spouses included, 
tend to need things from us. So they are pulling from us. They are, they are negatively pulling from us, even though they're not negative people. No, they are yes. pulling things from us. They need stuff. Kids want to be fed, you know? So yeah. And things that are energy depleting. That's what you mean exactly. by right. exactly. energy. Okay. And then you have those people who are more life-giving. They are, they're not wanting anything from you. And when you're around them, you just feel better. They, they say things that make you feel better. Their energy is good. And so the, the, what happens is for most adults, particularly when you have kids, the life givers that you are, have, you don't spend time with because they don't need you. Because they don't need you, you don't make room for them in your life. So that's why so many adults don't have adult friends. Yeah. They're spending all their time with the people who need them, who are actually pulling the energy from them, and they don't spend time with people who pour energy back into them. Hmm. And so that was the situation that I was in. You know, I had my patients that were needing from me. That was the that nature of that relationship. My kids needed things. My husband needed things. You know, elderly parents, everybody needed yeah. something. Mm. So I had no girlfriends anymore because all my time was spent with everybody who needed me. Mm-hmm. And so what I had to do, because the, my two closest friends, one's in Canada and one's in California. So we mm. can't have girl get togethers, you know, no. <laughs> we just go meet up whenever we want to. And so with those two women, once a year, um, we do get together uh, for a girl's couple of days, three to four days, but every single month for the past eight years, since I started kind of working through this whole rest concept in my own life, we, every single month, we spend an hour together on Skype and we talk and we, you know, laugh and we go about, talk about what's happening in each other's lives and we're able to see each other. And it is such a wonderful experience Mm -hmm. because it's not like texting or Facebooking where yes. you just see the words and you don't see the expressions and the mannerism, you actually see their face. So when one of them says, yeah, it's okay. And you know, this person and you know that their body language is not aligning with what the words that are coming out their mouth, you can call them on that. Hmm. And there's, there's a peace and an acceptance in knowing that someone knows you like that, that they get you. Yeah. It's so interesting, right? It, it all makes sense the way you explain it. I mean, obviously, you know, this stuff both personally and professionally as a physician. Uh, I want to know for you, what are you working on right now? What is a certain area of rest that you have been lacking that you are currently trying to uh, get some restoration in? Right now for me, it's more of the creative. I, I still write and um, I speak. So I have a lot of creating that I do on a regular basis, podcasting and all of those things. I'm constantly creating content. Um, So I get drained in that area. So I just have to make sure that I'm aware of that and and seeking things that spark my interest and that I think um, spark creativity in me. Okay. That's so fascinating. And I definitely relate to that too um, in a different way. Uh, you know, Dr. Sondra, I know a lot of people are going to want to know way more and take that quiz. I'll, I'll link that, but tell people where they can find you as well as where they can find your book, Sacred Rest. Yes. The, my, web, my main website is ichoosemybestlife.com. And on there, under the resources section, uh, there's links for the quiz. There's link for a free 30-day Sacred Rest Challenge that actually walks you through all seven types of rest over the seven days. One kind of tactic per day to try to help you live it out. And the book, 
Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity is available at all bookstores and of course on Amazon as well. Wonderful. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to do this for us. And I know it's going to help a lot of women. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website about progress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called a work in progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website about progress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community, and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.